I was laying in bed that night, talking to God about it, but saying, what do I need to do? What do I need to say? What? And, and I think that's where we get trapped instead of saying, what are we going to do today? And by we, you mean you and God, right? You and God. What yeah. are we going to do today, God? Yeah. What do you have for us today? Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real-life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hello, More Than Small Talk friends. We're so glad you're with us today. We are revisiting the talks that each of us gave at Ladies Night Out, except mine because I missed it (laughs) because I was sick. And we talked through Jennifer's, which is It Won't Always Hurt Like This. So if you missed that one, go back and listen. You can also hear other content from Ladies Night Out in a previous episode. Today, we are going to share some of what Susie talked through that night, which is about it's not all on you. So tell us a little bit about that, Susie. How did you pick this topic and what does that phrase mean? Well, our whole hope that night was to talk about the lies that we tend to believe, but the truth that sets us free. And so the lie that we tend to believe is it's all on us. And that night was actually a perfect example of that. Because, Holly, we planned this for a year and a half, maybe longer, two years. So here it is. It's unfolding. You called us a few days before and said, I'm sick. Uh, I'm doing everything I can to get better. I think I can be better by then. And we realized the day of and the the night before that that wasn't going to happen. In fact, you were scary sick. Yeah. And and at one point I said, Holly, go to bed. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so I kept being like, "What can I do? Maybe I can make it. Maybe if I drug myself, and you know, I don't know what I was trying to think of everything I possibly could." And at at one point, I was just like, "Go to bed. Mm -hmm. This this is not on you." And how many times do we, let's say, a marriage is in trouble, a child is is going astray down a road you don't want them to go to? The world is messed up, you yeah. know, and, and we're, we're spinning like a hamster trying to figure out what we need to do to make it better. The truth is there are times that God calls us and, and gives us a part to play, and that's beautiful. But it's not all on us. That's the lie. Yeah. And so the truth of that is that it's not all on you. It's on the awe of what God can do what he is doing, what he can do, what his plan is. And so that night there came a point where I thought, okay, Holly just needs to go to bed. Jennifer and I have prepared. Not only that, we know you, Holly, we know you and your heart. And the team just pulled together and said, this is not all on us. People have driven from 36 states to be here. God is present. Let's just see what he can do. And it was beautiful. It was. It was. Yeah, it really was. We missed you like crazy. But you needed to be in bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you did not want me there. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the confession question we'll start this with is, is there a time 
that you felt like it was all on you? And what did that look like? Yeah. One of my daughters was really struggling with a situation in school. And I think that there was this panic mode inside of me that I had to fix it. You know, that I, it was all on me to make sure she was okay. And that was a really long season of me creeping into her room at night and just praying over her, um, having long conversations, letting her cry. But it was also a time where I felt so helpless and I had to just know if God had walked me through all of those hard seasons, you know, in my life that he would walk her through it as well. But I did feel like, you know, I'm the mama bear and I felt like I needed to fix it. And I had to step back and realize I just needed to be with her through it and guide her as best that I could. But that was an overwhelming thing where you think as a parent, I have no clue what I'm doing. (laughs) Like, what am I even doing and how can I make this better instead of harder on my sweet little baby? Yeah. Yeah. I think I frequently feel like this, like I'm having trouble narrowing it down (laughs) in my mind. And I have been through a lot of healing. And one of the things I realized is that my core cycle is one of over responsibility. So when I feel stressed or hurt or things aren't going the way I want, I go into a cycle that starts with over responsibility, which means I tell myself I have to fix this. It's all on me. And then that leads to overwhelm Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to do all the things and that is something no one can do. And then that leads to overload where I hit a shutdown point because I can't do it anymore. And maybe I have a little meltdown or I just shut down and sort of can't do anything else at all, which causes a lot of guilt and shame. And so I go back to the top of the cycle and start trying to be overly responsible to fix that. So, <laughs> so it's just this it's just this circle. It is. Like I literally like got a word document and put it in smart art because that's how nerdy I am sometimes. <laughs> I but it was so helpful to realize because we all have patterns that we learn at some point in our life. At some point they served us well. Yeah. In certain situations, they might still mm-hmm. serve us well. Sure. But for me, that was my go-to. And so it was so helpful to realize, like, this is what I do when I'm hurt or stressed mm-hmm. or scared or anxious or I feel like, you know, I'm worried about disappointing someone. And so what replaces that is believing I'm already fully loved mm-hmm. and leaning into that and showing up in life from a place of, I am already loved. There's nothing I can do today that will make me loved more. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing I can do today that will make me loved less. And I'm talking about God's love because his is the constant and the core of our identity. Yeah. But there are millions of situations where I could say, (laughs) I've told myself it's all on me. Yeah. I I was listening to someone the other day and they, they said this, they said, do you realize that God's love is never, ever performance-based? Do you realize that God loves you because he created you? Period. He loves you. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. He loves you. And, and this, is, this is, I think, such a, again, a lie that has come in that says, if I try harder, if I work harder, if everything in my life is going okay, and somehow I have earned God's love. Look, look at me, God. Look. 
look at what I'm doing. And it's not true. It's not true. So being able to settle into the truth that God's grace, his grace is for you. And that's scriptural. It is. His yeah. grace is for you. And, and Paul went on to say, it's not of works, mm-hmm. lest anyone think that, you know, it, it's, it's not something that you earn. I really think that that's kind of the heart of this is that we get trapped in that hamster wheel of it's all on me because we feel like that somehow if we were doing all the things right, that life would be not complicated, that we wouldn't have to be going through this. That's not true either. No. You know, it's it's not. So for me, I remember a time Richard had come to a point to where he was just really unhappy at work. He had worked somewhere for almost two decades. Uh, he started there really young. He loved the people. He hated the, the job. It was shift work. It was all these different hours. It was messing with him. And I was losing my husband in the sense that he was there present. I was losing the essence of who he was. And what he said is he said, I went silent because I was so frustrated and so angry all the time. I didn't want to take it out on the people I loved. So I went silent. And you guys know my husband. Yeah, that's not rich. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember laying in bed one night just crying and saying, I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to fix him. I would put my hands on him in the middle of the night um, and I would pray over him. And I also, I had a long list of things that he could do that would fix all of this in my brain, sometimes in my mouth (laughs) as I would share it. And I remember at one point God asking me to release him into his care. Like, keep praying, but this is not all on you. This is not your job. It's not your responsibility. It's not your assignment. This is mine and Richard's to work through. Are there things that you can do? Sure. Is carrying the weight of it mentally yours? No. Is carrying the weight of it spiritually yours? No. And there was freedom in that. Now, did immediately everything resolve? No. Did it resolve? Yes. Over time, as he and God worked through it. So it's not all on us, you know? What, so what do you guys do when you feel like, because I know, like Holly was saying, there's so many things that I go, oh, I feel like this is all on me. Like, I have to make this okay. So what do you do when you feel like it's all on you? Like, how do you, like, do you run away? Do you, like, binge out on Netflix? Like, what do you do to, like, cope with that? So I'm going to I'm going to share a question that Richard and I again we've been having these deep conversations being snowed in and icy <laughs> yeah, have yeah. a lot of time together with a counselor <laughs> yeah. turning all his superpowers <laughs> yeah. none of his clients were getting his help this week Susie was getting it all um, No we were just having these these conversations that for whatever reason we're going deep and one of the things that he said is he said, Susie, I have recently started asking God a new question. Instead of what do you want me to do today? I've been asking, what do you want us to do today? Simple, simple transition. And I'm sitting there like, (laughs) fireworks going like, wow. And that I think is the transition. I was laying in bed that night talking to God about it but saying, what do I need to do? What do I need to say? 
What? And, and I think that's where we get trapped instead of saying, what are we going to do today? And by we, you mean you and God, right? You and yeah. God. What yeah. are we going to do today, God? Yeah. What do you have for us today? And it may be that today is my day to rest as God works. Or maybe today it's, it's my day to trust as God works. Or maybe today God is going to have me share my heart with my husband and say, Hey, babe, I see this and this and this happening, and I don't know what to do about it. Can we talk about that? You know? Yeah. So it's releasing what is not yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Partnering with God in whatever he has, and that's listening for his voice. That's, you know, trusting but then it's also, if you have a part to play, knowing that that is enough. Yeah. Over the last year of healing, I've explored a lot of different, I've come to see them as mental training tools. So exercises that I do that help my mind think differently. Yeah. Because I think it's not enough to learn about something. We have to engage in yes. exercise the way physically it's not enough to read a book about working out. We've actually got to go for a walk sometimes. Yeah. And so the exercise that has been most transformational for me with this, and I got this because Susie Larson said in her interview with us, which you can go back and listen to that. It was great that she talked to a neuroscientist who said, if people focus on how much God loves them for 15 minutes a day, it will transform your brain. So I was like, all right, I'm willing to give that mm -hmm. a shot. So I turn on this instrumental playlist and I picture going to a place on a beach where I've actually been. And I picture Jesus meeting me there. He looks like the Jesus and chosen because, you know, no one really knows. So, <laughs> And I picture him standing next to me and holding my hand. And he just says over and over, you're fully loved. You're fully forgiven. You're fully loved. You're fully forgiven. And some days I talk to him about stuff and I listen and filter anything I feel like I hear through scripture to make sure, you know. And then recently a new piece of that came to me. I realized, so the scripture talks a lot about how Jesus set us free from the law. And that language was very meaningful to the people who first heard it. But the word law for me, I'm like, okay, but I realized that I needed to substitute expectations for law, that the expectations I place on myself are my personal version of the law. Mm. And that is what Jesus set me free from. So now I picture him also saying, you are fully loved. You are fully forgiven. Every expectation has been met because of what I did for you on the cross and through my resurrection. Mm -hmm. And so every time I experience an expectation, I mean, it can be something as simple as like, you know, the condition of my house, like my house isn't cute, you know, decorated cute enough. I don't know how to do my makeup. Like, I'm not sure how to make small talk sometimes. Like all of those even are expectations or it's sure. a big expectation, like the kind of, you know, wife I need to be or the kind of intimacy I need to have in my relationship with God. Anytime I feel pressure, I repeat that to myself. I'm fully loved. I'm fully forgiven because of what Jesus did on the cross and through his resurrection, every expectation has already been met. I'm free to live in grace. Yeah. That's how my brain works. I need a very specific process and research shows that you can rewire your neural pathways. So I've been doing that for 15 minutes a day. 
And I can tell you, like, it was true. It is changing my brain, but also my heart and my soul, too. Well, and I love that. And I've studied about how that works as far as here's these ingrained paths that come from years and years and years of what others have spoken over you or what you've spoken over yourself or learned. And there are deep ruts in your brain. And it's mm-hmm. where it goes. And here you are 15 minutes every day and you're creating a new path. And as you create that new path and that starts to be the deeper path, this other path begins to heal. It begins to close up. It, it is powerful the way that God created us. It is. It's being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the alternative to that is I keep trying to meet every expectation. Yeah. And that's impossible. And so I think we can get trapped in that cycle. And the only way out is to say, I can never meet every expectation. I can't even meet one, probably. I need someone to meet all those expectations in my place. And that is exactly what Jesus did for us. Yeah. And I feel like I've known that in a sense my whole life, but putting it in those terms instead of the law has been really transformational for me. Yeah. Well, when I was speaking this on Ladies Night Out, I shared a verse from 1 John 1, 1, and and it's John speaking, and and he's saying, you know, he's talking about what he's heard, what he's seen with his own eyes, what he's touched with his hands, and this we proclaim concerning the word of life. Like, he is speaking from such a place of awe, And, and what he's saying is, you know, I have come to a place where I understand that there are things God can do that I can never do on my own. And I've witnessed that. And here he is. He's an old man by now. And he's still in such a place of awe in his faith that he knows where his power lies. He knows where his strength goes. He knows where his peace is. And and I think that's a part of this. It's not all on you. And what what does that lie take from us? It takes our peace. It, it takes our joy. It, it makes us tired. And if there's a doer hearing this, and understand we're all doers in this mm-hmm. place. So you might say, well, are you just saying you just lay down and let life happen? No, I do my part. And I do it with my whole heart. But the parts that are not mine, I release those. And that helps me so much. Yeah. Do I do that perfectly? No, I mess up all the time, you know, and I have to remind myself too. Mm. It's not all on me. Yeah. What about you, Jennifer? What helps you? Um. So I was thinking about how with both of my girls, when they're learning a new task when they were little and how they would get stuck, but they were like, I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. And then finally, when they would be like, okay, I need help. And I had this moment, um, you know, watching my daughter struggle and not ask for help. And it's like the Lord just kind of said, you do the same thing. It was like in my my heart, I was just picturing God say, you do the same thing and it's time to ask for help. So I think when we feel like the pressure, it's all on me and I should be able to do this on my own. That can be a dangerous place. That's when we need to not self-isolate, not go the long a Lone Ranger um, way, but lean on other people and invite people actually into our struggle to know that we're not supposed to do life alone. We're not supposed to have it all figured out. 
And we don't have to, but we need one another. So I need to like invite someone into my struggle and say, will you please walk with me in this season? Yeah. Or, hey, I don't know what to do. Can you help me with this? Yeah. Um, because that's when we learn and grow. So I think mine is to know that my tendency is to try to do it on my own and know that that is exactly what's going to cause me to plummet yeah. and be really hard on myself or depressed or um, just all of the things, that's when I'm going to spiral is if I try to do it myself. Yeah. I remember Richard coming to me probably several months after that moment that God and I kind of wrestled through that. And I remember him saying, I'm ready to make a change. And I thought, well, I've been ready for two years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what I said. It's what I thought. But no, I, and I realized that if I had pushed him beyond his timing as he and God were working out, I would have, I think it would have worked. But this was him doing it because it was the right timing for he and God. And I, I just, I think that sometimes I want to push the timing. So I put it all on me because I know I can control it. I can mm -hmm. manage it. So there's an act of trust here too. Yeah. And a phrase that helps me release other people that I've been using lately is I give people space to live their own story. Okay. I don't That's know why, good. But those words just like yeah. really help. So when That's I really good. feel that like, oh, I've got to, then I just pause and say, I give people space to live their own story. Mm. And then sometimes I also need to say, I'm embracing the story I'm living right now. Mm. Yeah, because I resist my other my story and I resist other people's stories. Sometimes I want to be in charge. Yeah. And so those two phrases, I'm embracing the story I'm living right now. And I give people space to live their own story have been helpful for me, too. And this doesn't always end up with a neat bow on it. No, it's a hundred percent an act of trust. It's a hundred percent allowing God to unfold the story that he has for you. And like you said, unfold the story in the lives of others. And they, they have permission to walk that path different than maybe you want them to. And that's yeah. hard. It's very hard. It's very hard. But it's not as hard as trying to control everything <laughs> yeah. all the time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, friend, if you're just, if you're listening today and you're like, Suze, man, I'm exhausted. I've been trying to do all the things I'm like on a hamster wheel and I want to get off. And I just want to say to you, sis, it's not all on you. It's just not, it never was meant to be. It's on the awe of what God is doing is what God will do. And he hears every word that you've said to him. He's working on your behalf and he loves you, loves you, loves you like crazy. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.